Hi, I'm Ron Frederick, and we're live with Malia on Game Changers with Vicki Abelson. Yay! <laughs> September 8th, today I feel insane. Got too many thoughts on my brain. I'ma spill them out on the page. Always saying I'm okay. Hiding all my pain. The only way to feel better when it hurts is to put it down in words. I'm a poet and a soldier. Go get her and a stoner. I'm walking barefoot on the city streets, laying awake when everybody sleeps. Little broken when you look closer, best friend and a loner. In my feelings, but I learned to be tough. 33, but I'm still growing up. Always gonna be, baby. Gotta make it hard. I want everyone to see me, but I don't wanna be the star. Yeah. Always feel like something's missing. I'm a walking contradiction. Find the answers when I write it out to remind myself I'm a poet and a soldier, go getter and a stoner. I'm walking barefoot on the city streets, laying awake when everybody sleeps. Little broken when you look closer, best friend and a loner. In my feelings, but I learned to be tough. 33, but I'm still growing up. Always gonna be, baby, baby. been listening to you all day long and awesome. I could continue, you know, and I could, I'm, all right, I, I was not, not listening to Malia, but I was trying to get everything happening so that I could watch you guys and talk to you guys. Everybody is like, oh my God, wow, I love it. Cool music. I mean, oh, they're that already loving so on you and, Aww. and, um, you know, it was so weird coming over here because I passed Zinna TV for the first time since that closed down, but I met you there. Yeah. Who so show were you doing? Ago, I can't even remember. I, I, don't, I don't either. I was trying to remember her name. I was like, okay, I'm having a senior moment. You have no excuse. Okay, yeah. But she's really lovely, and I think her name might be Nicole. I can't remember, but anyway, she's lovely. And um, so this show used to be on Zinna TV, and it used to be a video podcast, but we used to have to do... Like 40 minutes with commercial breaks, and then the commercials lot. would all be these like naked girls dancing <laughs> and stuff. And it was the like, late night. <laughs> I mean, it was like, what is going on? It's like it's girls with titties. This is not the image that I'm trying. This is, I'm trying this is to better. Have, yeah, this is right. A new leaf. Yeah. It is. This is better. But it was, it was really cool to, yeah. to it was a really cool station, and it, they have like five cameras, and that was really yeah. nice. You know, 
And I met you there. Yeah. And then you came and did Women's Right, which was phenomenal. You guys were great. And I finally got to return. Wait, what's his name? Evan. Evan, he was so great with you. I love him. The best and friend. he left his stool at my house and not that kind of stool. A little black stool. Which Ron, you're welcome to sit on. And Ron Frederick's back there. Thank you, Ron. Yay. Filling Hello. in for Pete. And um uh, we miss you, Pete. And Ron, thank you so much. I am I'm a really a pain in the ass. We we were talking astrology before. Yes, we were. And what sign are you? I'm a Virgo and I'm a pain in the ass too. And so what are Virgos <laughs> known for? Oh my gosh. Being nitpicky, you know, overly organized, O C D. We're hypercritical of ourselves. Sometimes it trickles down to other people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mean it. We we wanna we wanna insert our opinion because we think we know best and we mo know the most efficient way, but like, you know. It's like, shut up. Okay, all right. So it's taken me a lot of years in, uh, of recovery and first being an addict to learn that I wasn't always right. I, I really thought I was always right and I had all the answers. Mm -hmm. And I knew so much more then than I know now. Uh -huh. So do you do you accept that maybe you don't always know what's Yes, right? and actually as I've gotten older mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, kind of just sifting my way through life, the more I realize that I don't know anything. <laughs> that's really cool that you okay so you say in the song that you're 33 how yes is that I'm 33, that's, yeah. that's current okay so god wow <laughs> and you're so astute i was listening um to uh dull ache is that what it's called dull aches yes okay so mm -hmm. dull aches uh if you want to youtube this not right now <laughs> after the show an unbelievable song with a lot of insight and um yeah i was pretty impressed like so why do you think you have wisdom now I think I've just been through a lot I don't know my childhood was a little bit rough and I just kind of I'm a late bloomer and I came into my self-love years like later I feel like than some uh, people you're, or maybe. I'm, I'm in my 60s it took me I mean Ron self-love come on oh don't start with me right please. we're still working on this shit I guess yeah. it's because so. I see kids now who I'm like oh my gosh I wish I had known when I was 22 about you know like how powerful your words are and you know just to be gentle with myself but yeah so I just always figured I was a late bloomer but I guess yeah well I love that that's a title of your of your it, yes. Okay, it's an LPEP. You know, I don't really know what the rules are. I don't either. I don't really How know. many songs does it, it have? It has seven it. songs. I think it's an EP. I think it's an EP. It's, it's, an, EP. it's, it's an, an EP. It's an EP. But yeah. it's formidable. Doesn't matter how many songs. They're yeah, all, it just makes they're me all, feel good. They're all, and I love the fact that you call Ripe your new project. You don't even go to like EP. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like it's a here's a body of work. Listen, yeah, body of work. I love it. So okay, rough childhood. So let's talk about that. So. Washington, Seattle? Yes. Okay. The suburbs of Seattle. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't have any self-confidence. And I was just, you know, I was a little broken kid. <laughs> what, why do you think? Because, I mean, uh, you're gorgeous. You're statuesque. Oh, so you. what... Uh, what was with the self-esteem? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the hypercritical Virgo in me. Mm. Maybe, maybe it was a little bit of my mom, you know. A little bit of a, a darker side. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was just kind of, I think, a combination of different things. And I didn't find self-love and self-confidence till like, around my 26th year. And that was kind of when I started to realize and, and change my mentality from victim and survival to, like, okay, let's thrive, you know. Did something spark that? Yeah, yeah. I, I hit kind of a rock bottom time. I, this is before, this is, like, before I started doing music. Okay, now, this is crazy. Malia's 33. She <laughs> hasn't started music yet at 26. And she's got a million plus fans. And, and f over four million streams. So... 
this is insane to me because oh. uh, we'll talk about how you did all that. But so at twenty six, did some so did something yes. that you can talk about? Yes, yes. So I got out of a relationship that wasn't fitting because I didn't love myself yet. So when you're trying to like you know grow and love somebody else, it mm-hmm. doesn't really work very well. So I kind of got shaken out of this, and I I moved to LA, you know, with that person, and it was just like okay. What were you doing? So you weren't doing music yet. What were no, you doing? No, I then? was just working dead end jobs. Like what? I was a manager at Hollister. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Clothing company, yeah. What did you want to do before music? I was kind of like putting on the charade of saying I was going to go to law school for a really long time. So now what does that mean? You Was it for, for somebody else? It was kind of, yeah, it was a little bit for my mom. It mm-hmm. was like the safe thing to say, you know, like, what are you going to do? What's your plan? Like, you know, stability, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what is what sounds good? And it was like, I was a political science major. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'll go to law school. And there was like a sliver of me that like kind of had an interest. But like deep down, I always knew that wasn't it. Okay, so let's go back further. So you're a little kid. Yes. Um, you're not, is there music in your house? Not really, no. I I kind of was out on a limb on my own there, and did I, you were you did you listen to a lot of music? Not, not really. Not really, no. This is so I know, interesting. I know it's bizarre. I, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's amazing. Um, uh, Ron, I'm thinking that this is not. I'm I'm being. Scorpio OCD. I'm thinking we need to bring it down because I feel like we're looking to, you, that the camera's looking down on us. So um, yeah, so that thing maybe if you can bring it down a little bit, and I'm gonna make Ron crazy. So because um, I'm just trying to, to frame. Oh, see now we uh, is, do we it's lose the, the shot? Way, it's all the way. Did down. it still? Are no, we still, still alive? Still, yeah. Because now okay. So anyway, so what did your mother do? What was her? She was a nurse. Okay. Mm-hmm. So were you like? math and science kind of kid or no I mean I always had an interest in music it was always my favorite subject but we didn't really have a lot of music in school it was like a program where you'd have uh you go to the portable outside your classroom like once a month and that was music you know and it wasn't like it yeah it wasn't a proper music class I wasn't really exposed the way I wanted to be but then I joined the middle school choir once I got to middle school and it was like oh okay like when did you realize you could sing Early on, like uh-huh. pre-K. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you weren't listening to a lot of music, but you were singing? Yeah, you? like I was singing. I would hear, you know, different things on the radio, but my mom just, she wasn't a big fan of, I don't know, music in the house and stuff, so I kind of heard stuff with my dad a little bit and, you know. Was he musical? He, uh, there's tales of him being musical, but I, I've never seen it with my own. <laughs> what did own. what did he, what does or did he do? Uh, he's in sales now, okay. yeah. but yeah. So, pretty straight background yes yeah and but seattle's like a thriving music hotbed of i know and everyone's like yeah you're from seattle you must have gone to all these shows and stuff i'm like nope i was pretty much kind of (laughs) yeah sheltered i didn't i really didn't delve into the whole music scene in the world and all that until right after my 26th year that is so interesting okay so so you poli sci a good student yes very studious very good student i kind of poured myself into that and i was like okay i'm gonna get really good grades mm-hmm. and like you know i'm gonna get somewhere because I, I was running from the music really because like i needed to find confidence and like i knew like deep down that like i love to sing but i was shy like i'm just shy and i would rather hang out in the background so i'm like that's not feasible for me to be a singer like that's silly like <laughs> you have a lyric in one of your songs and i don't know what it is about 
doing it but not having attention on you do you know what I'm talking about yeah well I said in that last song like okay. uh, I like I want everyone to see me but I don't want to be the star there you go that's yeah okay that's the song yes. that's the one I was that, thinking that's of poet. Okay. that was the one I just okay said, yeah. yes oh wow that's powerful <laughs> yeah um and you mean that I do I absolutely mean it yeah I, I I think being like a huge star would be so inconvenient for me in the way I like to live my life I'm such a simpleton yeah, but you have mil- you have a million plus fans. That's 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 formidable for having done it for such a short time. It you know it's I I'm so grateful for this beautiful organic movement. Okay, we're gonna talk you. about how you did that. Yes. Let, um, and I don't I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no. I, I like that's such a big topic, and I want to kind of yeah, try yeah. to be a little linear, even though it's yes. not my nature to be linear. Um, <laughs> hi Penny, hi Patrick. Yeah, love this. Hi Ken. Um, everybody loves it. Yeah, how could you not love Malia? Um, so, so you come to LA. Where'd you go to school? I went to school at Chapman University oh. in Orange County. Fabulous, but yes. that's a very arty. It is, and it's so funny because I had no. I was not doing any sort of music. I was not involved. I know. Wow, I and you were doing poli sci. I was doing poli sci. Yeah, and I was just kind of like getting were you good happy? grades. I mean, I was. It was in college. I was away from home. I was in the sunshine. Like there was a lot of things. To and there was some. Me. There was a partner. Yeah. Or that was that after well, school. That was after school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So not really in school, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, I was happy in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but I think I was still running from, you know, ultimately what was deep down. So. Okay, so the relationship falls apart. Yes. And how do you come to music from that? It was like there was no place else to go but up. It was like, <laughs> okay, so what have you been running from? What makes you happy? Like, if you're not trying to pour yourself into another person or, you know, what what is it? What makes you happy? And it was always music. The answer was always music. Did you play so guitar? I kind of was dabbling a little bit. And, um... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is so... Wait, do you hear a play? I mean, and she plays electric <laughs> guitar. I mean, like, crazy, like... So, how did you do that? It's... Be- okay, so, like, the rock bottom happened, and it was like, okay... So, what 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 did rock bottom look like? Rock... I mean, it was just kind of like... I Emotional moved- rock bottom? Yeah, it was like, okay, well, where are you going to go from here? Like, what path are you going to choose? And mm-hmm. it was, like, the scariest thing, because, like, I didn't want to be in front of anybody, and I'm, like, scared of my own shadow. It's like, are you really going to try to, like, do music and put yourself out there and be vulnerable? And, yeah, so that Had you was- been writing... No, no. I, I, I can't. I can't even take this story. No, when, when, when did you start writing? Right, kind of like around those moments when I first started picking up the guitar. I was like, okay, well now you got to learn how to write songs. You got to learn how to accompany yourself if you're going to get up on the stage. So okay, so what kind of music attracted you? I mean, I hear that you have a definite style. Who did you listen to? Who did you like? I started listening to like Amy Winehouse. Oh. I was very inspired by Amy. Mm-hmm. Lauren Hill. So mm-hmm. I didn't have like CDs and stuff growing up, but um, Sister Act 2 was the uh-huh. one of the VHS that, uh, uh-huh. that we had. Uh-huh. And just hearing Lauren and that mm-hmm. was like very inspiring, but it was also like, oh, it kind of scared me for a while because I was just like, well, she's so good. She's got it. Like, I'm never going to be like that, you know? So I'll just listen to her and like for a while just hid in the shadows. But yeah, so... That was the moment of like, okay, now I'm gonna hone in and I'm just gonna pick up the guitar and I'm gonna start, you know, going and you in and taught yourself. Yeah, that's kind of what I did. I sat in my apartment, didn't really have any furniture or anything, not much going on. <laughs> so it was like, okay, like I'll just sit on the floor and I'll do what makes me happy. And it, I started figuring out chords and watching YouTube. And how did you learn how to play electric guitar? Now that came later okay. once I met my best friend Evan. Okay. Yeah, at a studio, and he kind of um, took me under his wing, and I started learning nice. from him and observing, and he gave me my first electric guitar, and you know, kind of put me into that world. Yeah. 
Very cool. So, okay, and, and how did the writing start? The writing, was, I remember asking a couple friends, like, hey, would you mind, like, trying to write a song with me? And it never really, like, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, we'll do it next weekend or whatever. And, like, a couple of like, times went by where, like, we didn't do anything. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just try to sit down and write myself. And Okay, so what did that look like when you first started doing it? What what came first, the music or the lyrics? I remember hearing in my head, at, like, at this kind of, like, bluesy little rhythm that, mm-hmm. like, I wanted to incorporate. And um, I just kind of, like... Can you play it? Yes, I can. We got we got to keep the guitar close because I'm going to keep asking you to play. Yeah, so I knew it. When I wanted it to sound like this. Just the the two chords is what I heard in my head at first. Yeah. And I think Evan might have helped me figure out the transitions right here. Yeah, but how'd I you meet Evan? About music. Um, I met him at my friend Sid's studio. Uh, Sid is somebody that you've toured with. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at a studio in Hollywood. I kind of wandered in there, and uh, yeah, it, the rest is history. We really just have been hanging out almost every day since. Wow. So. And and musically as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you tour, does he? Yeah, he'll he'll come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't. I'm not familiar with Sid, but Sid is a YouTube. Um, she's kind of all over the place, but she is now her own solo artist, and she also is a singer in the internet band. So yeah. The internet band? The internet band, They're yeah. called the internet The band? internet, yeah. What? What? Yeah. Uh, do you know? Ron knows a lot about new music. Do you, you've I don't know the internet. I don't know I'm the internet. I'm going to know the internet band. Okay. Right. I don't know the cool. All right. That's good to know. I'm awesome looking what people beings. are saying. Uh, um, okay, cool. And yeah. what, is that also alternative? Would you call it alternative? No, it's more like um, like soulful. Well, I guess alternative R&B mm-hmm. type. Yeah. Which is your kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of the same vein. I, I like that you call yourself that because I think that fits. Alternative R and B does yeah. that work for you? Uh, that works for me. You played some c- complex chords there. Like now, how did you learn that? Um, through YouTube and just like bearing myself like with other guitar players who are much better than me and like just learning from them. Yeah. Did you? Would up. you ask them to show you, or would you? Can you pick it up by watching? Both. Uh-huh. Both. If it's like a difficult chord, I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Where does my finger go? And sometimes I would literally sit with YouTube and I'd pause it and then, you know, make it bigger, flip my computer screen if I need to so it looks like, you know, the so way that I need to look at So what videos were you it. What was helping? Who Whose videos were helping you? Um, when specifically? There's a guy named Marty Schwartz who <laughs> teaches on YouTube who yeah. I watched a lot of. I bought of. some of his CDs. <laughs> yeah? Lesson, oh, my gosh. Lessons. Marty. Yes. Yeah, Marty Schwartz. Taught me a lot about blues licks and stuff. Stuff. And yeah, I, I did a lot of sounding out of chords too, uh-huh. just you know, for different R and B stuff. I was listening to a lot of Justin Bieber at the time. He put out, <laughs> yeah, and I, that was That's some of the first you. like <laughs> YouTube stuff that I put out. Some Jason Mraz, uh-huh. yeah, that I can believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of Billie Eilish? I love Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. It's it's so strange to me. She was uh, Billie and Phineas were were. In, at the dance studio in my town with my kids, no and they way. all came up at this Highland scene. Park. No, or that area. No, I don't talk about. I don't. I don't name my town on on yeah. <laughs> on on here it's because a, I have events in my house, and I don't want strangers coming that I get to don't know about. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want. Well, any, I didn't say that. I don't want any surprises. No, we're not in Highland Park, but so, yeah, um, Glendale adjacent kind of. Um, but in any case, yeah, and and I just, I mean, I see that for you. Really, I, I see you having an explosion. I can totally. Can't you see that? Oh, oh my gosh! I keep, don't say that. I'm telling you, I, I just see that. I mean, if you if you don't want fame, you better stop singing because I. Uh, oh my gosh! So you've been doing and this for. 
About six years. It's coming up on six years now. That's a long time. That's like, you know, I feel like if you look at where I... I have socks older than that. <laughs> I do. So that's such an old joke, but it's true. So, so okay, so let's talk about how it's... So it, so you're teaching yourself to play guitar. Yes. You're starting to write some songs. Starting to write a little bit. Putting That's when Instagram was like 15-second videos, and I started putting up little clips of, of me just playing covers, and that's how I ended up getting into the studio in Hollywood. And So and now, wait a minute. How did people find you on Instagram? I'm not sure, actually, but it was one of the members of the internet band, Matt Martians, who um, reached out to me from Instagram, from seeing me on Instagram, and he just emailed me. And said what? And said, like, hey, uh, we have a studio here, and if you ever want to come by, you know, and this is when I was, like, literally guitar on my back at all times, always carrying it around, just ready you know, for the opportunity to and be in a you, studio were and you, be around music. Were you playing in club? Were you doing oh, any no, of that? I, no, no. I hadn't done any show. No, this is like barely, you know, kind of noodling around the guitar and just playing little 15-second covers. And from that, they said, you know, come through the studio. And I just didn't know who anybody was. I just heard studio, and I was ready and just met the whole gang. And, and had you... Did you have songs that you'd... No, I had not Yeah, There was no songs at that point. <laughs> okay, so... I are, remember I played... I played my... That, the song that I was just playing for you guys here, the bluesy one, Satisfaction, I kind of like... They, that was your first single, that was my right? first, yeah, yeah, that was my first single, and I, I did that at her Sid studio, and um, I remember kind of like playing it for them a little bit and saying like, hey, do you guys like this? I remember sent, I sent it to Matt, and he sent it to Sid, and I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, you sent it to her? Like, you were just supposed to listen to it and tell me if it was good. He's like, no, no, like, you, like, like she likes it, you're good. Like, <laughs> so that's how it all started. I don't know, it was just really organic. That's very cool. Okay, so you, uh, so, but when you walk in there, you don't have... I walked in with a guitar and an N64. <laughs> and how long did it take you till you wrote Satisfaction? How long did it happen till that? Um, I think it was just kind of a few months of just mm -hmm. like hanging out and yeah, just getting ideas together. And so when you first walked in there, like, what did it look like hanging out in the studio? You just watching what's going on? Are you participating? Yeah, yeah no, I wasn't participating yet. I remember they said like, hey, if you want to jump in with us for the rehearsal, we're gonna go in the live room. And I was just like, no, I can't. <laughs> I am not ready for that. I was like, no, I'm I'm not that good yet. I'm not a, a session player. I can't just fall in line. But um, yeah, it was kind of me just observing and seeing like, wow, this is like what a real studio was like and how did I end up here and you know they were playing me their stuff and I was just seeing like oh okay so these guys are like real deal and you know yeah it was just the reason that I that I brought up Billie Eilish is because I think Phineas put up he either he must have put it on YouTube because mm -hmm. it was longer yeah but he just put one of her songs up Ocean and Eyes Ocean Eyes which yeah. I just saw Alicia Keys just sang with her I haven't, yes. I haven't seen the video yet oh okay. but I can't wait to watch it but yeah he just put up Ocean Eyes and Boom! Yeah. Um, do you have a YouTube channel? Of course you do. I do have a YouTube channel. I'm not as diligent with it as I should be. I listen. I listen to all it all day. So you you have more music on there than than you think cool. you have. Well, I try to yeah. I try to make sure I at least have like new uploads and stuff, and at least the audio on there. I should put more video. Though. Yeah. The, it. I I had it on while I was getting ready so I wasn't paying that, that close attention to the video, so it was fine for me that it was just audio. Yeah. But yeah, it's good having video. Although I have to say. Um, yeah, I, I love live performance videos because I love to see you, right. actually. Mm -hmm. The conceptual ones, 
I don't know. Yeah. My MTV. Yeah. My the conceptual ones are kind of tougher for me because my concept of your song might be different than yours. Right. Right. So okay. So speaking of which, so I listened to Dull Aches, which really like spoke to me big time today for exactly what I was. So would you play it for us? I will. Yes. (laughs) Did you hear this today, Ron? Yes. Thank you. 
it's it's so wise. Thank you. Um, <laughs> is there a story behind it? I just felt like I was always learning hard lessons. Sometimes I just I sometimes I just have to be like kicked on my ass to like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the way I do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's like the kind of the theme of my life. I felt like for a while. So I was like, okay, I'm learning these hard lessons. History keeps repeating itself. Like what? Where? Like when am I ever gonna learn what I need to learn? So well, you're doing pretty good. So <laughs> how? What? What? How did the self love thing start? The self. That was kind of like after my relationship in the rock bottom area was like, okay, you don't need to pour yourself into anyone else. And like, you know, like I had heard before, like, you know, you need to love yourself like before you can try to love somebody else. And I just didn't understand it before, but that's kind of when all that started to blossom. So what did that look like for you? Like, did you, was it, was it conscious? Yeah. Was it a conscious choice? Was it yes. something you kept reminding yourself? What yes. was your process? Yeah, it was like I, I worked on my attitude and I would mm-hmm. see and catch myself when I would deflect compliments or mm-hmm. when I would, you know, just I wouldn't accept love from mm-hmm. people and I would always just, oh, you don't mean that or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would catch myself in those moments and try to correct it or just be aware, you know, just for next time to say like, okay, or like, do you remember how you like, you know, brushed off that compliment well next time like try to take it and even you know reciprocate and keep the cycle going so it was like catching little moments like that and um, just pouring self-love like just doing whatever I wanted that made me feel good which was like a lot of the guitar and just like you know affirmations and telling myself like you are beautiful and you are worthy and you know just and do you believe it, it now yes and I Yay, believe, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a changed woman that's, it's, that's it's a beautiful f- thing that's fantastic I, I love the line did you say what you say is what you'll what you get? will get yes mm-hmm. and that's I didn't realize line. how powerful my words and my thoughts were mm-hmm. until right around that time so it was just kind of the whole evolution of um, from negative thoughts to positive thoughts and yeah, from victim to, you know, out of the whole victim mentality and from survival to actually living. It was just this whole whirlwind of change. And so you got it down? Or do you still catch yourself? Oh, no. I, still, I was going to say, because oh, I'm going to smack no. her in a minute. Everything's no. temporary. No. God, I'm 64. I'm still learning these lessons. No. I'm still working on it. Gosh, no. There's times when I have critical moments of self-doubt and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? How am I going to do this? Like, you know, am I doing the right thing? But then I'm like, no, you you are. You just have to keep going, and you know there's always gonna be moments of of doubt or or whatever fear that creeps in. You know this is me conquering my biggest fears, really. Like mm-hmm. getting up on a stage and being that vulnerable and sharing, you know, my songs with the world. It's like it's a very very vulnerable place, and mm-hmm. I you know I'm learning to have thick skin. You know, so when people have you do, needed it? I'm starting to now. I'm starting to. How so? Like, it, it used to be where it was just kind of like people would pour only love yeah. onto like comments and stuff, but now it's like getting to a point where it's like, you. Oh, the ugly internet. The, yes. Yes. The ugly internet is showing its face a little bit, and those are, those, you know, have been the my bitter recent. People. The bitter people are, have been yeah. some of my moments of self doubt, but then uh, I catch myself. I catch myself, and I'm like, no, no, no. Anybody who's taking time to write something negative about you who doesn't know you is. That's personal, you know. That's a reflection. Well, it's not personal. It's their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's their shit. It's their own inner stuff that they need to get over. So yeah, 
just in learning that kind of stuff. And that's why I feel like the like this music thing wasn't for me early on because I would never have been able to handle that. You know, one person would say one bad thing and I would have been like, oh, falling it's apart. It's so like, hard. You know, the first time I published an article in the Huffington Post, it it it, it really hit big and. Oh my god, I got massacred by like a whole bunch of people. You know, they were uh, like there was like a thousand comments and like half of them were all people shit talking me. I'm like, oh, oh my god. god, you know, and then I'm like answering right. each one and I'm like defending myself and like now it's like, oh go fuck yourself. But yeah, I mean he, but it really yes. Uh, Ken is saying the video is repeating for some reason. Does that the video is repeating? Ken Lacure said that. Um and he anybody, says you're a wise and smart woman. The video is repeating for some reason. I'm I'm not sure what we can, why that would be. Okay. Um, that must be a Facebook Live thing, but that's weird. Is that happening for anybody else? Please tell us if you're having issues. Ron, maybe you can look on your phone and see if it's um I I think no, it's I, current. It's current. Yeah, I don't. It's it's there's a delay on my computer, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Okay. Well. Is it maybe yes? it's his. Maybe, or maybe it's Facebook Live. I don't I just know. Just wanted to make sure. We're also recording, and by the way, everything that we do on Facebook Live is always also on YouTube, and on YouTube there won't be any funky stuff because it's directly from the from the iPhone, so it'll be cool. Um, how does your mother feel about what you're doing? You know, I think that she's supportive. She mm -hmm. she's never seen me perform or play. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, she's she still hasn't made it to a show yet, but I know that she loves me in her own way, and I know that she wants me to do whatever makes me happy, so, yeah. Well, those are two sometimes diametrically opposed things. <laughs> I have an interesting relationship with my mother that's healed a lot and is doing really well, but yeah. I went through the period where there was not a lot of approval for the things that I wanted to do uh, yeah. and, or understanding why I was doing them. Yeah, I got a lot of phone calls for a while. Um, you know, when are you going to law school? Like, you know, when I was already well into my musical journey and I thought it was clear that like, you know, the law school thing was not going to be a thing anymore. She would still be calling me, oh, well, I, you know, when are you, you might, you know, want to think about that. <laughs> but I haven't gotten those calls as much anymore, so. <laughs> Does she, has she, she's obviously watched your videos. She has watched video. She she's heard some music, but yeah, she hasn't seen the live performance yet. So yeah, Did, but she has some sense that things are no, actually no, no. She her understanding. She doesn't understand why she can't buy her my CD in in Target. You know, she's <laughs> like that's her only gauge of like. Well, I don't. You know, I haven't seen you on Ellen, and I and I and I can't buy your CD at Target. So. Yeah. <laughs> the video's doing weird things on my computer, too, and I don't know if it's my computer. I don't know what's going on. Is it doing weird things there no. on yours? You're doing no. good? Okay. Cause we're and like, the timelines. Okay, good, because we're stopped on mine, so I don't know what's going on. Um, Ken, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're having trouble, Ken. I hope that... I hope Kevin that said it's okay now. It's okay Ken now? Said, oh, yeah. it's okay now? Okay, good. Um... Still growing up, 33 and still growing up. Yes, that was, uh, yeah, that's a great lyric. Um, so, so ha d does that not impact you about, uh, how are you with that? You know, I used to think that I would, like, it didn't affect me, but, mm -hmm. like, now when I, when I really sit with it, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish that she, you know, I could say that I did have that support, like, feel it like that, mm -hmm. but, um, 
I I know that she's kind of on her own path right now, and we've our our relationship has healed a lot over the past few years. So, is it possible that that's part of what drives you? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. My my mom and our relationship, because she's who raised me, mm-hmm. she has been my biggest lesson of surrender mm-hmm. and just kind of you know you can want things for loved ones and people who are close, but you can't want it you know more than they want it for themselves. You absolutely. know, so that that kind of has been our relationship. So mm-hmm. yeah. How about your dad? Dad is kind of uh, doing his own thing. Okay. Has he seen your play? No. Okay. You know, this is this this is so familiar. I mean, it sounds like this shouldn't be the way it is. Right. But, but I, I think this is relatable to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It's really common. Yeah. It's... Yeah. You know, I, I have a lot of really good friends that I've made who are who are like family and who yeah. have seen me play and who come and support. So I was just gonna say, like, chosen family is yes. Like huge. Yes. It's for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there is still, for me, I know there's always that ache of wanting that. It's what I see and in, am in, in immersed into families who do have that. And mm. I'm like, oh my goodness, you guys just go so hard for each other and you show up. Like, this is, this is a new world, you know? When I'm immersed in that, I'm like, oh, I wonder what that would be like. But it's only when I, it's in my face a lot that I think about it. Normally I'm just like, all right, keep trekking. Like, <laughs> so are you able to be that for other people? You didn't le- you weren't taught how to do that organically. Right. So is it something that you have to work at to? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Think it's a constant working mm-hmm. at thing. <laughs> Cause I, I know for me, you know, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Yeah. So it was harder for me to be that, but then I, totally overcompensated the other way uh, and so for my kids you know they can't get rid of me and uh but my son lived with me till he was 25 yeah i just empty nested oh so my and he was you know he was over last night at two in the morning it's it's like Aww. the opposite situation see completely. yeah and if i ever have a family i feel like it'll be the opposite where mm-hmm. i'll just be like oh my god <laughs> like pouring so much love in every direction that it's gonna might be overwhelming <laughs> yeah i think but you have a lot of wisdom for thank you i've i've done the inner work i've done a lot of inner work and i'm how, really how good so? with being alone i i've just meditation sounds really you know no no woo-woo, but i just being silent and paying attention to my breath and taking time to sit and be grateful and do you have a daily practice still. I do, yeah. I, I and I try to do, you know, my stretches and my yoga and I notice that when I start my day from a more grounded place, mm-hmm. it kinda continues in that way mm-hmm. and I like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't get sucked down the rabbit holes of doubt and fear and guilt and wow. shame. <laughs> Help um, So so Okay, so let's talk about your daily practice because I wanted to talk to you about what, what your life looks like. It, okay, do you do have you had to do other things to make money? Yes, I walk dogs Monday through Friday. Okay, they're my best friends. Okay, <laughs> that's good. The okay. introvert that I am. Uh huh. Um, yeah, so I walk dogs. Still, I have my my awesome clients mm-hmm. who hold me down. So that I do for money. But the music, it's it's been nice, um, kind of seeing the streaming pick up a little bit and just you know playing shows here and there. It's nice to get a little income from music because you do it for. I mean, I've been doing it for the past almost six years and not really seeing a huge return, but like now kind of starting to see a little bit and it's nice. So, okay, so what does that look like? Because you put up a lot of music 
out in the world that people can access for free. Yes. So how do you make money from it? I mean, we get paid in pennies from Spotify and, and Amazon and stuff. And I mean, really, if you know, artists these days are making money from playing shows and being on tour, right? And, you know, which which is coming. And I've played shows and I've been on tour, but you know, when it's a more consistent thing, I think that's when. What What's the best place for people to get your music so music. that you? Benefit, benefit I mean, a little bit from it. Really, I mean, any of the major digital streaming, Spotify and Apple Music. I but mean, you're not making money from it. I that. know, but I mean, I guess you could you could buy the project from Apple Music if you want. But I mean, that really is that that's the, that's the way these days. And you're not come you're to not, a show when I have not, a show. You're not putting anything out on CD. You're not putting CDs out. No, there's no like yeah. There's, it's not worth it. Well, yeah, I think they are still doing that, but that's if you have like a label and a kind of a team mm -hmm. behind you and distribution and a mm -hmm. push in that way. And I'm still kind of wearing a lot of the hats. So how are you getting millions of streams? <laughs> I because you you said like I don't like social media. I don't do the social media. How the hell are you doing this? I don't know. I think it's just my my core group of followers who have just been riding with me since the satisfaction days, and you know that's been building. Obviously, new people have to be finding you. Though. New people are finding me. Yes, I think that with every show I play, and I kind of gather people from here and there. It just, the movement, it's, it's word of mouth right now. It's just person to person, you know, one person likes the music and they tell their friend and they're like, oh, my friend's a fan now. And I'm like, okay, that's how it's starting, it's spreading. That's playlisting too. There's been some, you know, I've got like playlisting and sync success. Okay, what is playlisting mean? I mean, I have playlists on my, on my YouTube. Like if, if I get a placement on a Spotify playlist that's got like a million followers or something you know and so how does that happen I don't know I have no idea sometimes it just happens I think um, different distributors can pitch you to playlist and you can pitch yourself actually on Spotify there's like a ch like shoot your shot you can like do there's a curators. there's a submission there's oh, curators of playlists yeah okay so there's curators so there's of curators playlists. That talk to us who are we talking to hey I'm Amber sorry hi Amber. Amber Amber's a YouTuber she's over there I'm one of Malia's best friends yes um, <laughs> No, there's actually people that work for like specifically like Apple or Spotify, and their yeah. job is to find the artists that that um, that go with whatever playlist that they're working on at the time, and to find the new up and coming and the best people possible. So it's a big deal because someone that's so great that there are people there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and they need to find you. Yes. Well, it sounds like they are finding you though. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, the fact that you have. I mean, I know people that really have been working hard for a long time that don't have four million views and don't really? have a million well, I feel followers. Very blessed. I feel yeah. very blessed, and it makes me feel like okay, this because I did this. You know, it was a it was a selfish thing going into this. It was like to conquer my fears, and this was my love. And the fact that people are responding to it in a positive way is like a bonus for me. So that's great. Have you? What's been the evolution of your music, do you think? I mean, other than the fact that you keep getting more chops and... Yeah, yeah, as the guitar skills get a little better, that's nice. But, I mean, it started just very acoustic, like dull aches. You can hear, like, the click track, like, in <laughs> in the actual recording. You know, it's just very, very grassroots, very, like... It sounds great, Very though. raw, you know, mm -hmm. and so it's gone from that, and now it's, like, you know... We, more produced. Yeah, more mm -hmm. produced. I've worked with producers now, and, um, yeah, it's just, it, it just has grown. Just the steps that you take, more live instrumentation, being in live studios and doing recordings there and stuff so yeah do you have somebody who has your back that's trying to help you 
I mean, I definitely have people who have my back. Um, I'm kind of still building my team right mm-hmm. now, but I mean, I, I have my my core band, my drummer and uh, guitar player Evan, best mm-hmm. friend. Um, so they're they're always around, but the team is still kind of building right now. There's, it's tough it finding is. that right person. Oh man, man, because it's like it's a relationship. It's a mm-hmm. full on, you know, and you want to make sure that the person understands your movement and where you're trying to go. I I've talked to a lot of people, and it's. And they're all trying to go straight to the top, you know? And I'm just, you know, I, I can't be forced into anything. I take my time with things, and I have to be ready to, to go into that world because it's, you know, it's it's my life. So, yeah, I, I kind of have to, like, maneuver and steer the ship, but just, like, get advice from people who know what's mm-hmm. going down in the business side of things. You have people you can trust that... I'm getting people I can trust. Mm-hmm. I'm calling them in. They're, they're, they're coming, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how how... How do you network, like, in this, what do you do? I, I mean, I'm trying to tell people what you're doing because it's kind of working, but it, well, it's, it's funny because, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm such a homebody. Any of Amber, any of my close friends can tell you I'm such a homebody, and I'm energetically very sensitive, and I know that sounds really silly again, too. But no, I it just, doesn't at all. I, I, I absorb different things, and so, I don't know, I'm pretty careful with how I spend my time and where I go out to and kind of where I put myself. Um, but I have made a challenge for myself within the last month or so to be more social and to go out and to you know kind of explore that side as well because I've spent a lot of time inside honing in on my craft and kind of getting that together and that mm-hmm. organized so now there's the whole part of you know meeting people and you know so how do gigs side. happen how to get well I have a booking agent oh okay yes that, well that's huge yes I, I did get a booking agent last how did that year. happen um, that happened through my friend Tim, who I met, who used to work at Fender. It's a, it was a friend of his. Her mm-hmm. name is Michelle. She's awesome. And she has a little boutique agency out of Eagle Rock. And yeah, so we've been kind of working together building. So that's cool. That was a great step. Yeah. So did she send you out on tour? Is that how you... Um, the Sid tour, no, this, that kind of happened because they are my friends and mm-hmm. I think Sid just, yeah, she's a nice person and it, it kind of fit and was... Where'd you go? Was, um, we did like eight or nine stops on, along the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Did a Seattle show, mm-hmm. Portland. How was it going back home? It was great. Honestly, the Seattle audience was so awesome and they were so loving and, mm-hmm. and great. Yeah. And you were in Seattle and your mom didn't come. Yeah. yeah. I love the way this yeah. 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 Oh, God. You know, I, I, I go to rooms for stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a whole other. Yeah. yeah. Could, we could go back down childhood and all that. We could have a whole hour long or more conversation of <laughs> getting real and deep. So, how did you get. All these international fans because I see on your thing 65 countries what is that how did that happen I, that's a great question I don't know I really I don't think know. it's about Ron I think it's about caring less throwing it away not paying attention because I pay so much attention see, and I work so hard to build and, and it's so hard to build and that's the thing is that I, I I'm a little bit aloof to those kinds of things because with my personality I'm so bogged down by details Mm -hmm. all the time and being so analytical that if I get too far down into that then it's it's too much Mm -hmm. so like I kind of just have to leave the numbers and all that where they lie and I just kind of keep doing my thing and creating content that I'm proud of and that I want to put out and then I just kind of watch things happen (laughs) I think that's very healthy so yeah what's your daily what's your daily practice what's your day like as far as incorporating your music and how that happens my day it's usually I I wake I'm a a morning person so Mm -hmm. I wake up kind of early not like 5 30 a.m. type but I wake up and 
get hydrated and kind of start my routine of just breathing and whether it's a meditation that I do like on my phone or just silent where mm-hmm. I just sit with myself, bring the day in and mm-hmm. just start with a little gratitude. Like, okay, you know, you're here, you have a roof over your head, you know, you have a place, you, you're loved, you're, you're safe. So that's kind of where it starts. Mm-hmm. And then I have my dog walks mm-hmm. and I do that through like the late or, or like kind of earlyish afternoon. And then the rest of the day is like for self-care, cooking. I'm also plant-based vegan. So like I do a lot of cooking and I, you know, a lot of prep work. Mm-hmm. So It's so much prep. It's seriously, <sighs> when I think about, you're asking me about my day right now and I'm thinking in the sun is going down even earlier right by the time i'm done with like the dog walks and making a meal or two for myself like there really isn't a ton of time (laughs) left it's kind of like the evenings upon me then it's like if i want to do some guitar practice or do you play every day i i I, that's like the truth it's fine i'm going to tell you so yes so there was a period of time where i played every single day Mm -hmm. without fail but these past like I'd say a year or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I play a lot, mm-hmm. but there's definitely days that go by where I don't show yeah. any love to mm-hmm. guitars because there's just too many things going on now because mm-hmm. now there's shows and there's things that need to be managed where before it was just like, well, all I have to do is just sit and get better at this. Mm-hmm. So that's all I was doing. But now it's like I'm here and I'm there and there's rehearsals and I'm traveling and I'm, you know, I'm doing more things. So the guitar kind of like, you know, I put it down sometimes because there's other things I need to work on, but you know. And, and what about always, the writing? How how is it when it moves you? Do you sit down and make yourself do it? What's that like? I'm always writing. I have like my notebook with me at all times, pretty much, and mm-hmm. I'm always writing down thoughts and kind of how I feel. And the songwriting, mm-hmm. I I I do force myself sometimes to sit down because I don't think of myself as a natural songwriter. I wasn't mm-hmm. a kid who was like writing songs. You know, mm-hmm. I did this and I started adopting this practice because I knew I had to. Like mm-hmm. I love to write songs with another songwriter. So, um, oh, you've done collaborations? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh And my whole last project was a collaboration with these two beautiful humans who Mm -hmm. I could tell you about for hours. But, um, well, tell us a little. Yeah. So, (laughs) their songwriter, her name is Jess Best, Mm -hmm. and she's incredible. Good name. Yes. And then her partner, Connor Schultz. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, they collaborated with me for this whole last project. Mm -hmm. He produced it and co wrote as well. And Jess wrote with me, and we just kind of came up with this beautiful body of work that just came along. It, it, it just came along because I was already working it's on it. It's called some, Ripe, by right? Ripe, yes. And, so, and why did you choose to call it a project? Um, just because it's kind of like a little snippet of like, it's it's just like a little like, uh, just like a gift, I don't know, to my listeners. It's kind of how I think about it. Because like, I was already working on like a full, more body, like a, a more full body of work before mm-hmm. I had this opportunity to work on Ripe. And it, but the opportunity just felt right. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, let me just like, pause with what I'm doing for a second, take this on because, you know, I'm following my intuition and my gut and it good. tells me like this, this feels good and this is going to, you know, yield something that's going to be very, you know, something that you're proud of. And that was my goal. So, um, yeah, I just kind of like followed that path and that's kind of how it was born. How, if you, if, how would you like people to perceive your mute? How would you like to be thought of? Do you think, um, do you have a feeling about that? People 
when they say that my music or voice is like magical or mm-hmm. like helps them in any way, that's kind of that feels good to know, like to be told that you're magic. So yeah, that's pretty good. I um yeah, I really like the way that feels, and um if I can make people feel good or feel magical or, or uplifted, that kind of that that resonates with me. That feels like I'm doing the right work. You know, that's like me doing what I love and then people receiving it and giving the love back it's like the cycle is, is happening so yeah what what would you say is your happiest song my happiest song because your stuff is really emotional and it really digs deep is yeah. there anything that's just kind of oh okay I have a song called Sunny Day from like a while yeah I, I love that song yeah. could you play I can play a little yeah. bit yeah percussion with it um my friend silvio taught me how to do that i love that um i forget how much i love that is that a co-write that song Uh uh-huh yeah what's your process how do you guys write together good question um it's it's usually sitting down in a room and kind of just bouncing ideas off of each other usually starts with a melody we'll start with chords first so if these are our chords you know then we just start humming like so it's collaborative in the moment, live. Yeah, yes, live in the moment, mm-hmm. and you know somebody could sing something. I'm like, oh, I like that, and then it'll mm-hmm. spark something in me, or what? You know, it's just a whole. It's a it's a ping pong thing, yeah. And usually for me, it goes melody and then lyrics. But sometimes I'll have something oh, in my notebook like that I've written, and I'm like, oh, I, I definitely want to turn that into a song. So like sometimes it's lyrics, and then I'll find melodies for it that kind of fit those lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're basically doing them independently. Like, do you ever? Does it ever come together at the same? Like time? sitting in the with a person in a room and. Well, even when you're working by yourself, do the lyrics and the music ever come together at the oh, same time? Um, not often. No, no actually, no, no, not really. Uh-huh. It's not like songs are just kind of. Float. I think for mm-hmm. some people it is, but for me, no, mm-hmm. no, they're usually separate, and I kind of have to form them together to make a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that sounds kind of. Weird. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I think I think that's very common. Right? Okay, cool. I, I, I've heard that before. Um, so if you could orchestrate 
what you'd like your life to look like, what you'd mm-hmm. like this career of yours to look like, what in your wildest dream. Don't 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 censor yourself. Like what what's your what's your happiest thought about this? Um, my happiest thought about all this. I would love to be able to go on some sort of world tour. I definitely want to feel what it feels like to play like a headlining show. Mm-hmm. I still haven't played a headlining show, believe it or not, even I, with millions of streams. That's really surprising to me. I've never played a headlining show, so I would love to feel what it feels like to have a group of people who are there to For see me and who know my music mm-hmm. and are going to sing with me mm-hmm. and just we're going to catch some real vibes. So I, I would love that and I would love to experience that in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, playing those different shows, playing the headlining, um, and then being able to really kind of like fall back a little bit and have my little house somewhere. I don't know where it's going to be yet because I'm not well traveled. So I'm sure there's parts of the world that I'm going to fall in love with and I'm like, oh, I want to live here. But yeah, I really just want a home that feels safe that I can like always kind of go back and forth Virgo girl. Yes, Virgo girl (laughs) to the fullest. I just want my little home. And I want to live simply, and I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just want to be able to have music always feel good and be a place of like, yeah, my my pure heart, if that makes sense. I don't want it to it get, does, sure. yeah, no, no tainting from too much of the business side or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna keep it mine, but also give it away, if that makes sense. It, it totally gives. It totally yeah. makes sense. Is there is there anybody that you dream of, like, collaborating with that, like, who who turns who, who you on now, like, when you're listening to music? Um, I, Do you listen to music now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. listening to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the music that Mac Ayers is making. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. him. He's kind of a rising R&B song for mm-hmm. guitar player, multi-instrumentalist, I think. Um, I like the music he's making, and um, Sinead Harnett, she's uh, an artist out of London. Mm-hmm. I really like her music. It's very R&B vein, mm-hmm. but I also listen to, like, Ariana Grande. <laughs> That's okay. I listen to a lot of pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, do you yeah. listen to classic R&B at all? I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. but Because you didn't really grow up with it. I didn't, no, uh-huh. and I'm not well-versed on so, it. So, like, you don't know all that stuff. Wow. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ignorant, but... Um, no, that, that's <laughs> don't give yourself a mean name like that. No, no, ignorant just means you're not... Right, doesn't it? Just well, that's that you're, true. Like, you that's know, true. I'm just not hip to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't grow... I didn't get the catalog, because my mom... Mm-hmm. My parents weren't, like, listening and putting me on stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm just kind of feeling it out as I go, and I mm-hmm. learn, you know, new stuff all the time. I'm like, okay, I didn't know about that, but... I'm open to it. So, so are there any shows coming up that people can... Uh, uh, as of right now, there's nothing on the books. I okay. just got back from Miami playing a show for Art Basel, and I played a recent show in L.A., so I kind of like to keep them a little bit spaced out. Um, and it's also, I'm like kind of piggybacking. These are um, like, sh- like, I'm opening for people, so it's kind of like when the opportunities pop up, I take them. Yeah, so as, as of right now, there's nothing on the books, but it's, that doesn't mean anything. That Something could pop up in a week, tomorrow. Well, we could put something on the books, because I think yeah. I have to have you back to Women Right, because we stream live when we get, when we do Women Right, and yeah. match you with somebody who maybe... Um, I would be happy to I'm, 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 I, I want to put you with somebody who can help you figure that next part out, hey. right? I, hey. Somebody who can... Get you that opening slot because you deserve that opening Thank slot. You. You Thank st- you. Thank you. Am I like right? Fantastic. I mean, like huge Thank fan. You so I mean, much. it's it's a, you're you're very unique and I think I use the word evocative, but you are. Um, 
you're coming from a really deep place and um great lyrics and great beautiful chords thank you so much great melodies thank you um I, I, it's, it, has anybody, oh, Ron, would you take a couple of stills while we're doing the show? Yes. And also, has anybody asked any questions? Because I haven't been looking for them. People have been saying no, nice they've things. Been, they've been everybody's just, yeah, everybody's so. just complimenting you. And um, I'm going to take a pause for the cause because it's a good cause. So if you ever do decide to yes. have a CD and you need like liner notes or anything, yes. this guy, Rick Smolke, um, Quick Impressions of Chicago, he, he's made, he makes artists stuff and doesn't charge artists because he believes in musicians oh and, and people gosh, and he's really supportive angel. so he made my tissue boxes and oh. he's made the bookmarks from my book which I don't have with me and my cards and if you ever need any kind of stuff for, yeah. for shows or whatever oh, and um, he's fantastic Rick Smolke of Quick Impressions of Chicago and then I have my hairdresser who I just um, I'm very Your blonde I'm very blonde she's fantastic Nicole Venables of the Ruby Begonia Salon she does Megan Lally's do hair on um Huh? Can she do curly? She can do anything. She Ooh. does Megan Mullally on, on Will and Grace, and she does okay. uh, Man with a Plan. And, and her hairspray is my favorite because it's called Fuck Off. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but her products are great, and she's amazing. And um, and, and also I want to give a shout-out to my friend Anson Williams, who, um, and Happy Days is before your time, but there was a sitcom called Happy Days. I remember Happy Days. Do you? Wasn't there a Cunningham he, on there? Well, yes, yeah, Richie, Richie Cunningham. Cunningham. Oh, okay, Richie yeah, that's, Cunningham. My, that's my government last name. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm Malia Cunningham. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Your government, I love the government last name. <laughs> okay, so I was going to ask you that. How did the one name thing happen? Because I hate my last name. Cunningham, I, no offense to anybody. I just, it doesn't fit me. It's too long and drawn out. And I mean, like, Malia definitely suits you. But didn't it get all screwed up with, like, the whole Malia Obama yes, thing? It, I mean, it's what? still getting screwed up. And everybody, I'm, I'm like, I still don't know who, what I'm going to go by. I always just thought I was going to be just Malia because that's who I am. I'm just, right. like, a person who likes to do music. But now I'm thinking, like, am I going to have to have, like, an artist alias? Because um, Something, really because when, to, when, when you say Malia, people automatically now think of Malia Obama. But, so how did the Malia vibes what's the vibes thing was like yeah I I, that was like early on I was like well what am I gonna you know it's a vibration that's kind of what it yeah these are my vibrations and that's what it um that's where that stemmed from Uh uh-huh yeah Malia vibes so (laughs) and then it kind of stuck and now it's kind of how people sometimes identify me but it's definitely better than Cunningham so I, I like the idea of you being Malia. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I know it's like tough. How, yeah, yeah. I think so if it, you just take it and run with it, you'll, you'll you own think, it. I, yeah. I, I think anybody has any suggestions it. of uh, names I, that I can go by? Yeah, I think, I think you can. I think you can own Malia and yeah. you can make that work. I mean, yes, Malia Obama definitely is a force, but she's Malia Obama. Right. Do, do people just say? Yeah, but people just say Malia with her, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a unique name. Yeah, so. yeah. See, so we're gonna have to figure that out. <laughs> so when you're being billed on a show, you're Malia, though, Malia, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if people want to find you, yep. Just how how can people find you? You can find me on yeah, I guess Instagram. My Instagram is Malia Vibes, but then when you see it on there, it's just Malia in all caps. I tried to do the all caps thing to differentiate. It didn't right, really that's good. That yeah. <laughs> and you're not really you don't do the Facebook, and I couldn't find you on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I do have a Twitter. I have a website, MaliaVibes.com, okay. and all my handles and social links are there. So that I guess MaliaVibes.com is the easiest that's way, awesome. and they can find your music there too. Yes, and all the music links are there too. Um, and before I, I, I started saying about Anson, An- Anson's um, uncle um, was Heimlich, who did the Heimlich movie. Oh, what? And they invented this thing called alert drops. Okay, so this is crazy because 
um, they did it so that people who were like driving would, you know, oh, if you get tired, get yeah, you don't yeah. nod off, and it's actually saved tons of lives. And like oh, airplane shoot. pilots use it, and okay. stewardesses, and no, they're not called stewardesses. Flight, flight attendants, attendants yes. use it. But I, I have to say that after a really boring date at three in the morning, I used yeah. it and it got me home across LA and it was really good. But um, they're called alert drops and they're really fantastic. And, and there's, I'm not making any money on that. That's just, it's a public That's service. A, I love because, that. Um, because they're really great. And they're also all, all organic. Yes, It is I love just it. lemon, uh, a citrus, a citric acid or something. That's all it is. I'm yeah, all about to, the organic products. You have to like, yeah, it's, it's there's nothing uh, unnatural or oh synthetic. I see. I just I screwed up the opening, but anyway, um, I'm I'm really um, I have no doubt. I have zero doubt that you're going to be heard around the world. Really? Yeah. You this your music so? is ridiculous. It, it it's really in the best possible way. And now I'm going to spill this, but no, really, it, for me to be able to sit down and listen to you all day long and still want more. It's like, oh, you say that like I have. Uh, it's the truth. I, not, I am not blowing smoke. Ugh. It's really the truth. And also, you, you speak to me, mm. and I am so far removed from who you are in your world. And so if you can speak to me, I, I really think you're cross-generational gener in your appeal. Um, I'm going to play you for my kids. I'm, I'm very curious. I know they're going to love you. But I, I have I'm you ever curious. thought of doing like one of those, like, like The Voice or something? You know, I don't, I think it's a lot of politics there. I'm not sure that it's really about the talent and I don't know, it, the TV show world seems a little sketch to me. The only thing about it is, Exposure. it's like, somebody like you goes on, you're so authentic mm -hmm. and then you get mentored by somebody like Gwen Stefani or Kelly. Right. Clarkson or something or or my mom watches she's an avid John watcher of Legend. the voice and she keeps I'm, telling me these things the, the thing is that you could re in, in like five minutes you'd get what it could take years to accomplish otherwise right, right. and I just think right I just think that you would kill on a show like that man you'd be you. a four chair turn like <laughs> in a in a flash Really? You I, would. I don't know. I always think it's the powerhouse voices, the, you know, no, the really... No, it's not. There's actually a very young girl right now with a very, very soft voice who just made it to the finals. Really? She hits no big notes. Really? She's she real... just keeps the... I love that. I'll have to check and her out. She, and she's actually... She's, she's killing on there. And I, I'm kind of surprised because she's really got... A small voice. Do you yeah, watch? Absolutely. Kay, her thinker. What is that her yeah, name? Uh, she's got a small voice. She's a small girl, and she's it. connecting. Yeah. And all the other girl, you know, everyone else is like got the histrionics going on and yeah. all that stuff, and but she's, she's still, just okay. Top four. Well, I'm gonna keep going no matter what, you know, because it is my real passion. So. But I, I think do. it's something I'm gonna push you to to think about it because. Yeah. It's a way to get yourself out there right, in, in a, a way really that, big way, really fast. Quick, yeah, you're really right. Really fast. For sure. You have nothing to lose. Right. You have nothing to lose. If, if it turns out being a machine that you hate, you walk away. Yeah. You yeah. just say, no, I, I don't want to do this. Right. But I can't imagine if, you know, once you make it to the to the live shows that you're not going to, or whatever yeah. it, they do. I, yeah. I just really think that that might be a, a path for you that okay. could really propel you quickly. All right. Well... Since you and my mom are saying it. Okay. Yeah. Well, 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 I need to be grouped in that category. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, but I mean it for good. No, I'm kidding. 
Um, she does too. Of course she does, and she, she loves you. And we, you know, we love the way we love the way we were taught to love, and some of us weren't taught to love. Yeah, and we all do the best we can. Exactly, exactly. And, and nothing anybody does is personal to right. us. It's always their own shit. And yes, it sounds like you're in a really good place of acceptance. It, it, there it is. Yes, mm-hmm. acceptance, surrender. I'm here. I'm I, happy. I, and okay, that's the biggest thing. Yes. You really, like your life? Oh my God, I'm so happy. And that's why I feel like I've achieved success now is because I figured out how to be happy in the moment. I'm always going to want to be a better guitar player. I'm always going to want to play this stage or that stage or have another goal of some that's higher good. thing that I'm going to reach. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you have to learn like right now in your journey, are you happy? You know, do I have everything I need? And I, I do. I really do. I'm happy. I wake up happy every single day. I dance around. That's another mm-hmm. thing I do with my routine. Dancing around. Do you do you dance when you when you play? When I play on stage? Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bit, but like this is like you know, no instrument. I'm just like uninhibited, just like kind I of like it. a workout, you know. Yeah. But it's like very freeing. <laughs> Side note, yeah. No, 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 that's really good. <laughs> but yeah. Um, very happy. I think. I think that's the secret to success. I mean, I think that's why so many people are tuning in and listening to you. And I hope they continue to. I think gratitude. An attitude of gratitude is everything. Something that I have to work very hard at on a daily basis because I, I start my day with a gratitude list and then I start complaining. And, 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 <laughs> and, you know what? and we all slip. We all slip. I do too. I do too. It's not all flowers and rainbows, you know, but it's it's all about the, the response to that and how do you get yourself back and, you know, can you get yourself back to a place of like, okay, wait, you know. I'm actually okay right now, you know. But I love that. And I know that when I wake up happy, I wake up too often with the inventory of the problems of my day and the Ah. challenges of my life. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I wake up happy and in gratitude, my day is perfect and we're it's a full moon out there ah and it is like right now it is like i want to see it yes we're gonna go see it and you're gonna get to eat but i'm gonna make you do one more song ron thank you so much for doing this run thank you for the camera and um and so uh give us something that uh is how about something from ripe that uh, yeah i'll play you is are we, is Malia still in in shot because i can't tell from this i'm Mm -hmm. like frozen here okay good because you just shifted a bit I know I always call you out And brush it off like we're joking around Feels like you're in outer space When we're hanging at the place Sometimes your brain doesn't make sense But I love the ways that we're different I might be crazy But baby Something about the way you never tie your shoelaces Something about the way you steal the covers at night Now I always say you're a mess But I wouldn't change it You know I would 
when it's freezing out Know you got big dreams that'll put you in debt But you still buy things that you can't afford yet Deep down you know it all sweating Know you're gonna get it Something about the way you never tie your shoelaces Something about the way you steal the covers at But I wouldn't change anything Baby, that's the shit that I like So keep your shoes untied You know I would miss it You know I would miss it MaliaVibes.com. Yep. Malia What's the name of that song? That is called Shoelaces, and that is Off Ripe. Off Ripe, and you can find that on Malia's website. And um, we're going to have you back at Women Who Ride. We, we, yes. got, we got a lot more people to introduce you to. Yeah, well, I'm appreciative, and I'm happy. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. On, on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, live in the living room at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Actually, we'll be coming live on Facebook at about closer to 12, probably, knowing me, because I'm always late. Um... <laughs> We've got um, Snuffy Walden and Sarah Nimitz, and um, you should come if you if you can get out there. But uh, Snuffy Walden, uh, fifteen Emmy nominations, one oh, for wow. the West Wing. He's a composer, and mm -hmm. I, I actually want him to hear you. Um, Sarah, he discovered Sarah Nimitz, and well, she was already a thing. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, she sings with Postmodern Jukebox. They'll be they'll be performing, and um, Isai Morales. Okay, so if you don't know who Isai Morales is, he's an incredible actor. He was in La Bamba, and uh, um, he uh, recently in Ozark, and um, he's an incredible singer. And he is gonna singer. My New York is coming out. And he's hot, <laughs> and he's hot, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be playing with, uh, singing with Lauren Gold, who is the keyboardist of The Who. The wow. Who. And I don't know if you know from that music, but oh my God. That's big. <laughs> yeah, Lauren is crazy. And also, um, um, Ted Silbert is going to be playing, and I'm forgetting, so oh, and Marcus Eaton, who just did the composing for the David Crosby documentary, which is up for a Grammy. It's a Grammy, yeah. I think it's a Grammy for wow. the, the best uh, music in a documentary. And uh, it's going to be amazing. And uh, so we'll be live here on the Facebook. And if you're in L.A., come come join us in the living room. And thank you again, Ron, so much. Thank you so much, thank Malia. You. Thank you. And we'll see you here next Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>